0: Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1300 733 619 or visit FujiClean.com.au. Time
1: to talk football on the radio tab Breakfast Show. Paul Sortel and Will Evans with you. James Clark, our producer, is with us now as well. Clark, good morning to you. How are you, boys? And our former socceroo who joins us regularly throughout the football season, Scott McDonald's, is with us as well. Scott, good morning.
0: Good morning, guys.
1: Now, Scott, uh, what a what a week! Uh, transfer deadline is uh, y- you're well aware, but uh, it was some good business for Leicester City, but also you know great great uh, to see an Aussie signing for a Premier League club uh, in Harry Souter. It's uh, it's terrific news, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely wonderful news for for the Socceroos. I still can't get to grips at times when I hear him talk, and we call him Aussie. It's quite funny, um, but. No, it's good, and obviously it's great to see him in the green and gold. But look, Leicester as well, particularly, uh, have a great history in recent years of, you know, bringing in centre centre backs from from different clubs at, you know of a lower level and actually improving them and then selling them on for even more. So uh, obviously the biggest example is Harry Maguire, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you know what? I think um, if he can, if Brendan Rodgers can do, you know, work his magic a little bit, and I think Aaron Shooter is going to play a big part for them as well because defensively they are not been great this year. Um, so he'll be a real asset to, to Leicester City going forward, and uh, hopefully there's bigger and better things to come for Harry.
1: Yeah, and uh, another Aussie like Marsh, Mark Schwartzer was there. I know he didn't play a lot of football, but he won a title with him, so uh, <laughs> uh, but probably just has a, a, a stronger Australian accent uh, than, than Harry, but um, this morning, Brendan Rogers spoke in his press conference very highly about uh, Harry Suter. He knows him well, uh, and uh, just, do, you, do you reckon he's going to play this weekend?
0: Look, I think there's every chance. I, yeah. I think he's been brought in. You know, you don't spend that type of money now and, uh, you know, don't believe he's going to be, you know, in your start in eleven. I think Harry for sure is going to be in that start in eleven, uh, whether it's this weekend or the following weekend. You know, he's there to stay, I think, and uh, to add to their, obviously, their set-piece dangers, you know, going up, you know, for set-pieces. But, you know, obviously defensively, we've seen in the World Cup how good he was, um, you know, in the tournament itself and, uh Look, I think he can only get better from here on in. And it's wonderful to see, after such a serious injury as well, Cup I think we should get that, you know, um, in terms of how long he was out for before that World Cup. And to bounce back after that, and obviously now they get this big move, it's, it's wonderful news for the fella.
1: Yeah, let's just have a listen to Brendan Rodgers talking about Harry Souter.
0: Delighted seeing Harry as a, a younger player and obviously seeing the trauma of coming through a, a bad injury that he had and then seeing his performances at Stoke and in the World Cup. I also spoke to a number of people I really respect in the game who spoke so highly of him and I can see why then having met him and spoke with him. so uh, yeah, he, He's, listen, he's a, a young player who's on the way up, you know, done very well in the Championship. I seen him in Lawn in Scotland when he was, was a young player when I worked there and uh, yeah, he's going to come in, and like I said, he's he's coming in to, to show his qualities into the Premier League, and he gives us that stature that we've been looking for. But as you have seen in the World Cup, he can play football as well. So delighted to have Harry in, and uh, and just in these first few days, he's he's made a really really good impact already.
1: Yes, yeah, Scott, uh, great great um, words there from uh, Brendan rogers uh, about Harry Suda. Another injury. Uh, we found out about this morning was uh, Kylian Mbappe. He's going to be out for like three weeks for PSG. So, not good for their uh, Champions League uh, title hopes.
0: No, certainly not. Um, obviously, for me, he's still the main man, but I think they've got a bit to fall back on. Yeah, just you know, to... that football club plug. I, think that, I think they'll be alright. I think Neymar will be rubbing his hands together, sort of going, right, well, here's my chance to, to sort of be the main man again, and then Messi will be saying exactly the same, won't he? But one man that won't be pleased about that is Hakam Ziyech uh, from yeah. Chelsea, and you hear all the stories in the tabloids and the French media of how Chelsea conducted themselves over that one. You just wonder where his head is right now um, after all of that. That's that's a player's worst nightmare, Clarkie, when everything seems to be agreed, your head's on going somewhere else, and all of a sudden, due to paperwork, you're you're stuck in, in the same place you were. So um, that's an interesting one for for Chelsea how they deal with that going forward, but. Um, Look, I think PSG at the moment, they're going along just fine in the, the French League, albeit they drew last week with, with a great story of, you know, one of the other uh, head coaches who drew against them. who hasn't even got a pro licence. He's 30 years of age and never played the game. Um, but look, that you know, the, the PSG will be there or thereabouts in the Champions League, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I think there might be a couple of openings uh, in the football department at Chelsea after, after that uh, <laughs> cock up there. But um, now... We saw during the week Newcastle are going to take on Manchester United in the in the League Cup final at Wembley. Uh, Manchester United $1.70. This is to win the the uh, the League Cup. $1.70. Newcastle $2.15. So not not a lot in that game, and that's on that'll be on the the Monday morning our time, Sunday evening on the 26th of February.
0: Yeah, look, it will be a very very tight game. I think um, you know the Newcastle fans have a big belief that they could actually win this one i think in in recent finals gone by you know in the early 2000s and the 90s it, it was sort of like great to be there we really want to win it but you know playing against some of the top sides that they were at the time they found themselves on the on the wrong end of things however this time around with eddie Howe, i think they have got a real real good opportunity of actually winning this one on the day and uh you know the, the, they can match manchester united um you know you know man for man you know, with, with the quality that they've got at times. But you know, Eric Ten Hag's team now is just it's incredible how we were talking about You know, Manchester United at the start of the season in crisis. in an absolute shambles, this, that, the next. And you see the job and the turnaround in such a short space of time. We talk about Eddie Howe in Newcastle, but I think Ten Hag and the job he's done there has been massive. Um, and just uh, how he's made that continuity there. And they're just going from strength to strength. Marcus Rashford's in unbelievable form. Bruno Fernandes seems to be back to his best you know being that leader that captain now and so it's going to make for a really good contest that one i'm looking forward to
1: it yeah the only issue now for united is uh, christian eriksen the the injury to him and just how that's going to yeah. affect uh, their midfield there because he is a bit of a bit of a general so um but there's a, there's a few other generals at uh, manchester united uh, a bit like psg they've they've got a production line of uh, some fine players
0: yeah, look, I think if you were telling if you're if you're saying to me it was Casemiro who was out for that length of time, I'd be more concerned for Manchester United. Yes, Eriksen does keep the ball wonderfully and, and creates things. Uh I'm really looking forward to seeing how Sibica um you know settles in at Manchester United. You know, he's got bags of experience, he's a quality player, you know, he had a lot of European Champions League experience at Leipzig as well. Didn't quite work out for him at Bayern Munich just yet. Um but look, I think You know, we can't doubt doubt Ten Hag's, you know, recruitment. It's been excellent so far. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can bring.
1: Yeah, definitely. And just looking at an interesting matchup in the EPL tomorrow morning in the southwest of London, we've got Fulham playing Chelsea in quite an an odd uh, circumstance this far into the season with Fulham ahead of Chelsea on the table. Yet uh, looking at the markets, Chelsea are still short favourites to beat them. Uh, Are people sleeping on Fulham a bit in this one?
0: Well, they are. I think Marco Silva's done a wonderful job there as well. And look, a team that's probably gone under the radar a, a, a little bit, you know, Mitrovic up top's been excellent. You know, but they're a team that's unfancy. That a lot of their players, you know, that they brought in, you know, uh, from the championship to the premiership. Uh, they recruited excellently in terms of the foreigners they brought in, the likes of the experience of William, who will be playing against his old club as well. Um, but Fulham are, Fulham are a very, very good team. So, Look, it's not all roses for for Graham Potter at Chelsea at the moment. The pressure just builds now because of the amount of money that they've spent over this window. Obviously, Fernandez now coming from Benfica, you know, a record Premier League signing. Uh, be interesting to see if he starts or if he's going to be on the bench. Um, but look, and Mudrik, I'm looking forward to watching him. Those, you know, brief spell that he had on against Liverpool, I was really excited. He's just so sharp. So, look, I think rightly so they're favourites because they're at Stamford Bridge, but. It's not been plain sailing, and, you know, you wouldn't put pass for them to try and maybe nick something from this game. Uh,
1: we, then we turn to Everton taking on Arsenal. This mm. is Sean Dyche's first uh, game in charge. Uh, this is at uh, Goodison. Uh, Arsenal, $1.42, short-price favourites. Everton, $8.00, the draw, 450. Who's Who do you like in this one?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I've been talking about this yesterday, and, Everton have got a wonderful record at home against Arsenal. Arsenal don't travel to Goodison very well. You'll know that, Clarkie. Yeah. You know, in terms of you know, going to Goodison. It's a, it's a hard place for Everton to go. They've had a little bit of success, but more times than not, even last year, Frank Lampard's team beat them 2-1. I think Sean Dyche is obviously new first game in charge. This is going to be a real, real challenge for Mikel Arteta. He'll know this place, like the back of his hand, playing for them for so long. He'll know what uh, not to underestimate them. Um, but I can see Arsenal dropping points in this one, Clarkie. I Ooh. can see, it, you know, I could see this one being... A draw. You know, potentially a draw. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think Everton will, will start now uh, climbing the table a little bit under Sean Dyche. I think he'll get them organised and uh, I think they will give them half a chance to stay in the Premier League.
1: Scott McDonald's taken a bit of a set against our teams. He bags <laughs> yeah. Leicester City every chance he gets. And now, <laughs> only, only top of the table, that's that's Arsenal are, are, are useless. Dropping points. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I, tell you, I think it's going to be a week of dropping points left, right and centre guys at the top of the table. I think Tottenham as well against Manchester City. That's a big one, obviously, on Monday, our time. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think Tottenham at home, yes. You know, there's been up and down with Conte at, at the football club, but they, they made a good signing you know, from Sporting Lisbon as well uh, in the fullback, obviously replacing Doku, who went to Atletico at Madrid. Um, but, look, I think that's going to be a tough, tough game for Manchester City as well. Um, you know, if there's one team that they've had problems against, it's been Tottenham as well. And then you go Wolves and Liverpool. Um, once again, I think, you know, at the moment, things aren't, you know, going great guns for Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. Pressure's really building there. And Wolverhampton, again, at Molyneux, not an easy place to go. So, you know, I, I really believe actually Wolves will win that one. And I think it'll be a draw against uh, Tottenham Man City. So there's your treble right there. Awesome. odds. Like
1: it's it. that one there, Clark, here, If we get that up, I like that. And, and note uh, Antonio Conte as well. He had his gallbladder removed, I, I believe, yeah. and uh, so he's going to spend a bit of time uh, not on the sidelines but uh, recuperating. So, and, and another good one there. Uh, the, we we can't not talk about the Aston Villa hosting uh, Leicester City with our. Aussie man Harry uh, possibly in action. Aston Villa dollar ninety-five favourites. Leicester three seventy. Uh, Unai Emery up against uh, Brendan Rodgers too. Um, Unai Emery's done great things at Villa.
0: He has, hasn't he? So I'm sorry, I'm going to have to bag your team again. I think, <laughs> I think Aston Villa are going to win this one. I think they're just in such great form, and it's an amazing turnaround, isn't it? You know, because he's not really recruited anything, you know, even in the January window, too much that. You know, the job he's doing compared to Steven Gerrard, the massive turnaround in results and performances is just unbelievable, and and it just shows what a quality manager he is and the experience that he's had over the years, you know, and he got a little bit of sticker, you know, when he was the Arsenal manager, but he certainly knows his way around um, the football leagues, you know, in in Europe as well, and had success, you know, huge success at Sevilla, Um, and he's doing wonderful things at Villa, and and look, I I think at the moment he's got Ollie Watkins, you know, firing again, which was always... We talked about when they came here pre-season, goals was always going to be hard for them. They seem to have found the answer for that. And I just think, you know, the, the problems, it's still going to be tight for so They'll be fine, um, but I, I just think it's, it's still going to be a tough season for them and games like this are going to be tough for them.
1: Now that you put a line through Leicester, Scott, uh, let's have a look at the A-League. There's a couple of games. Uh, I hope Manchester United get thumped <laughs> on the wheel, yeah. uh, let, Let's uh, have a quick look at the A-League. couple of games I'm really interested in. Um, Adelaide, of course, uh, hosting the Raw down in Adelaide Saturday. Uh, Robbie Cruz announced yesterday he's making a return back to his old club. Uh, Adelaide $2.10, the Raw $3.40. And also, Sydney FC taking on Central Coast Mariners, who I've just loved watching Central Coast this season. Sydney FC, the favourites in this one, 2 dollars five, and the Mariners, $3.30 outsiders.
0: Yeah, i tell you what, if there's a, if there's a league to bet on at the moment, the A-League's certainly one of them, because it's that unpredictable that, you know, is there such a thing as a favourite in this league? I don't really believe there is in these games, and they can go either way, and like you said, Mariners have been wonderful to watch this year. They're, you know, Under Montgomery, they're attacking intent, and Flair has just been very, very good to watch. The best team in the league to watch by far at the moment. Um, and look, Sydney FC, you just don't know what you're going to get from them. Obviously got a good result last week. Um, but look, I probably have to say I would take Sydney FC in this one, Clarkie. There okay. you go. I think being at home, I think um, you know, they've still got quality in that side. Joe Lolly's excellent for me. Um, and look, obviously... There's no question Mariners are going to be a threat. Dylan Wendell-Hall, the ex Brisbane Raw players, just signed for them. Also, to add to their attacking intent, attempt with, uh, obviously, Quogue leaving to go to Newcastle. They've replaced that now. Um, and, look, the Mariners are going to be there at the end of the season and going to cause huge threat in those finals. But I think Sydney might just have too much in this one. In the other one, obviously, you mentioned about Brisbane Raw. I'm not going to pick them again the rest of the season, Clarky, because I, I reckon I put the, you know, the jinx on them last week. Uh, I thought for certain, obviously, with the record that they had at Newcastle, that they would get the job done there, and it was their worst performance of the season. So. I'm going to say an Adelaide win because they just don't travel well to Adelaide at all. So I'm going to say an Adelaide win for that one.
1: Yeah, they'd they'd be hoping to bounce back. That was a a really disappointing uh, performance by the Raw. And out of the five games last weekend, uh, four were draws and the one that wasn't was the the Newcastle. (laughs) Newcastle Raw game. So uh, very difficult. As you said, uh, to, it's a great competition to, to have a, a wager on too. So, uh, no, we look forward to chatting on, on Tuesday, Scott. Enjoy all the football action this weekend and uh, and up the mighty Leicester uh, as, as Paul. <laughs> he's got his scarf on here. He's, uh, he's up and about. No, lovely, lovely. Good on you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.